In the absence of uh, Chairman Little tonight, I want to call this meeting of the October 11 uh, Board of Commissioners to order. First of all, I would ask everybody to mute your devices. Uh, we would appreciate that. And I won't call them all by name, but we appreciate having uh, Sheriff Rhodes with us along with a number of his uh, deputies. Uh, we thank them for their, their service and uh, being with us this evening. Uh, first of all, we will have the invocation and the pledge to the flag, invocation led by Commissioner Webb, pledge led by Commissioner Jones. Will you stand, please? Let us pray. Dear Lord, please hear our prayer. Thank you for all the blessings we have in this wonderful place on earth. Thank you for all of our first responders and those that we rely on for each day of our lives. We ask you guide us tonight as we work together for the good of all. Please guide and help us each day as we leave this meeting and go forth with our life and our families. Lord God of all, we ask these prayers in the name of our Savior. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Let's call the roll if uh, press your present button to signify your attendance. Call the roll, please. We have 21 present, three absent. Commissioner Lawrence, Commissioner Little, and Commissioner Nations absent. All right, we were aware of all three of those beforehand. We appreciate the rest of you being here. Um, the next item on the agenda is the approval of the minutes of the uh, September 13, 2021 County Commission meeting. We have a motion by Commissioner Guffey, second by Commissioner Lothers. Any corrections, comments on the minutes as presented that you were sent prior to the meeting? I see none. Ready to vote? Vote yes to approve, no to oppose. Change your vote at this time if you wish to. Record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Thank you very much. All right. At, at this time, because of my duties as chair of the budget committee, and, and the need to introduce those budget items that have gone through the committee, uh, I would ask the commission to consider suspending the rules to allow Mayor Anderson to chair the rest of the meeting as a non-voting chair, which will allow me to, to go back to my position and report on the uh, budget items that are on the agenda tonight. Any objections to that? Seeing none, we will suspend the rules. I will invite Mayor Anderson to come take the chair. Yeah. 
Thank you, Mr. Smith. The next order on our agenda is item Roman numeral five. Under our rules, we have some time reserved for those individuals that would like to address the county commission. We have set aside 30 minutes. Tonight we have six. We have nine individuals wishing to address the commission. Nine into 30 is about three minutes each. So if, uh, as I call your name, <clears throat> would you come up to the podium, please? Identify yourself <clears throat> and your address. First person that we have is Elliot Franklin. Mr. Franklin, you have approximately three minutes. Thank you, Mayor, Commissioners. Uh, my name is Elliot Franklin, 1068 Amelia Park Drive. Uh, and when my wife, Denise, and I moved here along with our six children in 2018, uh, it was a pretty easy decision to determine what district we wanted to move into once we read the reviews on Williamson County. And we've been very blessed during our time here, and we don't have any plans to leave soon. Uh, when I read in the paper that Mr. Fiscus was relocating and thus resigning his position, I immediately knew that I wanted to be a part of this process. Both of my parents were school teachers and my dad worked his way up to principal and as such they have always been an example of working hard and giving back to the community and building up the next generation of leaders. Even today while my father is no longer with us, my mom volunteers with Meals on Wheels and other programs with her church and community. If you do decide to move forward tonight with this school board appointment, I wanted to at least introduce myself. My request would be though for you to table this and give the community input into the process and vetting of each candidate and the time allowed and, and take a vote at a future meeting. If you study my past, you'll see that I've volunteered and served on boards and councils my entire life. I've served on multiple planning and zoning boards and even one term on a city council. Yet if you, if you Google my name, you'll not find much of anything on me. I don't volunteer to make a brand for myself. I do it to give back and hopefully leave each place a little better than before. In addition, I don't have any political connections or conflicts of interest if I were to be selected for this appointment. Over these past few years, we have seen many citizens become much more involved in their communities. And while the media coverage of this typically only shows the most extreme cases, I think the involvement is really a positive sign. This is similar to the HOA boards where I've served, which really struggle to reach quorum at our meeting unless there's something <coughs> controversial. However, even during those meetings, I believe that I bring a common sense approach to listening and fully understanding each person's views and then working toward a decision that benefits the entire group, fully understanding that everyone will not agree with every decision. I'm a servant leader and been mentored and coached by many different individuals. If you think to, if you were to ask some of my past and current coworkers and fellow volunteers how they might describe me, I think they would tell you I'm transparent, passionate, easy to get along with, and very calm-tempered. I currently lead the information security and network operations team for a very large residential and commercial services company, and I believe one of the skills that has allowed me to achieve these many different leadership roles throughout my career is that of being a good listener. When I lead teams, I understand that everyone doesn't learn the same way and not everyone handles conflict the same way. Think about seconds. when a company gets hacked. I lead the incident response team and uh, take the emotions away from that and document the facts and make a decision that benefits everyone. Um, my focus, if given this opportunity, would be to remove the politics from this role and focus on what has allowed WCS to achieve the success it has today. Thank you, Mr. Franklin. Appreciate your comments. <clears throat> Next, we have on the agenda is Susan Macy, M-A-S-I-E. Good evening. Thank you. I so much appreciate the opportunity to address you all. You could have opened my email 
but 20 out of 24 of you did not. Ma'am, I need your address. For oh, I'm address. sorry. That's okay. It's, I put it on the paper there. Yes, ma'am. I need for you to, so we can get it in the records. 9531 Sanctuary Place, Brentwood. Thank you. You could have opened my email, but 20 out of 24 of you <coughs> did not. You could have moved the date of this meeting knowing many are on fall break, but for some reason you didn't. You could have taken more than five days to announce, vet, interview, and recommend a nominee for the school board seat, but you didn't. You could have given the press more time to publicize information about each candidate, but you didn't. You could have lengthened this process by even a week or two, turned down the temperature, and offered greater transparency, but you didn't. You could have nominated someone without such a conflict and, could have, and who hasn't already admitted he may have to recuse himself from future school board business due to said conflict, you could have cleared up any questions about any real or perceived political connections between this family and this commission, but for some reason you didn't. You could have introduced your chosen nominee to residents and publicized answers to your, our specific questions justifying your choice, but for some reason you didn't. Instead, you inexplicably rushed through a conflicted candidate with undoubted risk he'll need to recuse himself from future school board business who may have ties to this commission and ignoring constituents' requests to slow and clarify the process. So what is the reason? I'm asking you to do what you should, not what you can. Turn down the temperature, gain some trust back, delay this vote, and grant this community its deserved due process. This should not be about self-service, but instead about public service. Shannon Crawford. Shannon Crawford. Cranford. Cranford. Hi, good evening. I'm Shannon Cranford. I live at 1038 Grace Lawn Drive in Brentwood, Tennessee, and I have a child at Scales. I'm not much of a public speaker, but we, the parents, need transparency on who's running. We need clear answers on where Josh Brown stands on some subjects. There's no need to rush this for fall, during fall break. And I'm not 100% sure that a lobbyist for Pfizer has my child's best interest. This seems like a huge conflict of interest, and we know that vaccine mandates are coming. Even if Josh is the loveliest person, he still will financially benefit from mass vaccinating our kids. And I find that a little concerning. We just want to learn more and hear what he has to say. If he is with us, the parents, we will rally around him. But for me, it's too soon to tell. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Next speaker we have is Julie Nimmons. Good evening, I'm Julie Nimmons and I reside at 708 Azalea Court. First of all, I greatly appreciate this opportunity to speak. By the very nature of you all sitting in your seats this evening and at all the other council meetings, you desired to be leaders. 
you put yourself up before the community and you were elected. Leadership is sometimes very, very difficult. It requires strength and it requires courage. It requires listening ears. It requires discernment. And right now, we find ourselves living in a time in which there is a great many questions being asked about our leaders. Do they have courage? Do they have discernment? Are they willing to listen? So this evening, I am urging you to reconsider the vote on the new representative for District 4 on the school board. Allow your constituents to be heard. Allow transparency to take place. There is no rush. Please be the leaders you were elected to be. Allow the people of Williamson County to be able to hear from all of those who <clears throat> desire to hold this seat. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> the next gentleman we have, or next person talking is Nick Schreiber. Schreiber, thank you. Nick Schreiber, 3124 South Hall Road. I don't know what I'm going to do with three minutes. I'm used to the school board only giving me 60 seconds. But, uh, you know, I'm just going to echo what these folks said. Y'all are rushing this thing. You know, this seems like a political backdoor deal. Yes. And I don't know what y'all are doing. But you got to give this more time. The, the amount of time you guys went from nominating this guy and then wanting to pull the vote, that's just way too quick. You guys have to start listening to some of your constituents here. Let us know what's going on. We've spent countless hours fighting with the school board because they are not transparent. We finally got rid of one that has so much conflict of interest and you want to put another one in. We don't know what the situation is going to be yet, but that could come. Josh may be a great guy. I don't know. I don't know him from Adam. I don't know any, but any of the other guys. But we need to know more. You guys can't just make this vote on a split-second decision like this. Stop this political crap. Get back to get back to governing. Would you please? Please. Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Next gentleman is Mr. Jeff Price. name is Jeff Price, 1103 Lowe's Toft Court. I live in Spring Hill. Got two kids that are in this district here. One goes to Summit, one goes to Heritage Middle School. Uh, and, and we're here today for our kids' future, okay? That rushing something like this is, is, is silly it, it, and, and it stinks politically, okay? So we need to take some time, think about this, ask questions, get parents involved, let them help you make those decisions. There's too much stink going on here. And by the way, this again, this is our children's future, our children, not yours, 
These are our children, and I'm sick and tired of the government and the politicians thinking that they're their children. They're our kids. You guys weren't in the delivery room. No, they're our kids. Think about this. Do you have children? Any of you guys have children? Think about this. This is our kids' future, and you guys are just pushing this through like it's just a decision at the grocery store. It's got to stop. The board's not doing anything. We got rid of Brad, thank God, and his wife. Bye. <laughs> and you're going to replace him with another one that's, I mean, a representative for Pfizer. Really? I mean, think about this, guys and ladies. Think about this. This is our kids' future, and you guys are just rushing it through. Meanwhile, half the county's gone out of state for fall break, and you guys are going to put this meeting through and push a vote through? It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. You guys, think about it. Think about this. These are our kids' future. Think about it. Next individual is Carolyn Brown. Brown? Brown, thank you. Hi, my name is Carolyn Brown, and I'm in District 4. Uh, my address is 319 Cantonstone Drive. First of all, I want to thank you all for the job you do. I know it's a difficult job. It's a hard job to do. Um, I also want to thank you for making us aware of thing, the need to be active the need to perhaps look at, I don't know if your rule or regulations say that you guys can just nominate somebody and decide on somebody without getting input from the community. That might be what the rule says. I certainly need to find that out. I think a bunch of people in the room have become very aware over the last few years of the need to be active. And shame on us for not being active before. I'm sure you've been to these yes. meetings. Yes, I'm sure you've been to these meetings and only had a few people show up. But now, for better or worse, you've got a lot of us that have decided that we need to be active, and we need to be active at the local level. Um, it turned out I was maybe too trusting. I thought that politicians, for the most part, had to be lawyers and legal, know a lot of legalese, and therefore they were going to have my best interest at heart if they had a certain letter behind their name. Well, I found out that that isn't true. I started to go to school board meetings and was shocked. I guess I thought that a school board meeting, when you gave a comment, there was going to be some sort of dialogue or we would find out from the board the rationale as to why they made a decision that they made when there are many in the room that didn't understand why that decision would even be thought about. Again, the same thing's happening here. We've got people making decisions about who is going to represent me and my district, and yet I've not had any input. I understand there's 10 people that are that applied for the position. We didn't find out about any of the people until, I believe it was two days ago, three days ago, not very long, and we certainly <laughs> haven't had much input into what their qualifications are. The man you chose, he may be fine. <coughs> there's a lot that's questionable. 
we're in a divided um, community at the time. I wonder why he's on the board that the first thing on this board in California is on is racial, place. social, and equity um, justice. That's a big concern in this committee. It seems to make more sense to me that the board would, that's a small group, would be able to collaborate on differences that reflect the community versus having everybody have the same opinion. As a result, the community is the one that fights each other and doesn't have a vehicle to collaborate. Thank you, ma'am. Please let us, please let us be represented. Next, next individual is Marissa Diplock. Good evening. I appreciate being able to speak this evening and especially not having 60 seconds, but I timed it for 60 seconds, not knowing what we were going to be doing. So my name is Marissa Diplock. I'm from Spring Hill, uh, Spring Hill Circle. And uh, while I'm not in District 4, the person who will hold this position will make important decisions and votes that will affect my children. The people of Williamson County has spoken, and there is no need to rush this vote. You have over 100 days to mull over everything that pertains to filling this position. I ask you to either abstain this evening or to delay the vote entirely. To do so will be closing your eyes and your ears on the people who have asked and who have let you know that we want more time. If you don't abstain or you don't delay the vote, you're basically saying you don't care about what we, the community, are feeling and how we think. Mr. Franklin here this evening, I would like to compliment him and say thank you for coming this evening and talking. I, and especially the people in Ward 4, would love to hear more from Mr. Franklin. Mr. Franklin and the other people that want to apply for this position deserve to be heard by we, the people, not you, we, the people. I'd appreciate you to either abstain tonight or say you would like the vote to be delayed. Thank you for your time. Final individual is Robin Steinman. Robin Steinman, two six nine Snowden Street West. Thirteen hundred and thirty-five verified Williamson County signatures on a petition requesting you to delay the vote. Where is the Josh Brown supporters? They're here. They're not here. What harm is there to delay the vote? What is the cost? If Josh Brown is the right person for the job, surely that will prove itself prove itself out with further vetting. But perhaps the fear is that proper vetting, community input, and a candidate forum would prove otherwise, thus sinking your favored choice. Why is he your favored choice? That is the question. I've heard a few answers, because he's a smooth operator. Well, no kidding, he's a lobbyist. For Pfizer. 
He's been here for a while. Because you know him. Because his wife helped you get elected. Because you received a phone call from somebody higher up. None of those are reasons to install somebody to make decisions on behalf of the children of District 4. Here, here. It should be who has the best interests of the people of District 4 and none other. And the people of Williamson County are tired of other agendas beyond that. Yes. Conservatives are waking up. Groups like Moms for Liberty have unmasked the school board. Situations like this have unmasked the county commission. You care not the division that you are causing in this county. You are not listening to we the people. If you will not listen, we will change who is listening in 2022. Thank you to the people that spoke. We'll move into Roman numeral six, communication and messages. In your, on your uh, agenda tonight, ladies and gentlemen, there is a late file resolution. It's 10-21-15. It's the final resolution under the appropriation. Are there any objections to hearing, hearing this late file resolution? I see none. Moving on, we have a proclamation tonight. We do have a couple of the judges in the audience. We're always glad to have them. So I will ask the court. Um, this is in regard to court recovery court awareness day in Williamson County. I'll step to the front and read it and we'll have them come up. So tonight we are proclaiming Recovery Court Awareness Day as you all have in your packet. Let me read it for the audience and then we'll let the judges speak. Whereas the Williamson County DUI Recovery Court began in 2010 with the Honorable General uh, Sessions Judge Denise Andre in response to a growing problem of DUI recidivism among multiple offense offenders as well as the underlying issues of addiction to alcohol and substance abuse. And whereas the mission of the DUI Recovery Court is to embrace public safety by the reduction of the DUI recidivism by increasing accountability, treatment and supervision for those with addictions to help them live healthier and more productive lives. And whereas the 21st Judicial District Drug Court later renamed the Recovery Court began in Williamson County in 20, uh, 2001 under the Honorable Circuit Judges of Tim Easter and, and Don P. Harris to provide an addiction recovery solution that is currently presided over by the Honorable Jim Martin. Whereas the need for intervention and treatment of addiction is an accountable and a compassionate program continues in our co community 
and whereas since the inception, both recovery courts have successfully graduated more than 365 participants, resulting in reduced recidivism and court costs while reuniting, reuniting families and helping individuals return to a gainful employment. It is fitting and proper to recognize and celebrate the success of these programs and the individuals that they serve. With my signature as the mayor, we do call this Recovery Court Awareness Day. Judge? Thank you. I'd like Thank to introduce you. everyone. Judge? Thank you. you go First of all, thank you, Mayor. Um, this is a great day. There's been a lot of work by many individuals on our team. Our team uh, consists of professionals that help us as judges. And also, we have boards of directors for both courts, and they've worked very tirelessly to make our recovery courts a success. As you know, addiction affects every family. Uh, we as judges see some of those family members in our courtrooms. Uh, seeing the problem of recidivism and the problems of impaired driving on our highways, it was my pleasure to start the DUI Recovery Court program. I'll tell you, um, our first graduate uh, back in 2011 ran the Boston Marathon for the second time today. And proudly, she has just been nominated and accepted as one of our board members. So this is the type of success that we love to see. We love to see families being restored, people restoring their lives, and getting to the root of the problem. And that's what uh, we do. And we appreciate the support of this community in helping these families and individuals live more productive lives. Judge Martin. Thank you, Judge Andre. I am Jim Martin, and I preside over the 21st Recovery Court. Uh, we serve nonviolent felony offenders. Uh, most, if not all, of our participants have been in prison one or more times throughout their life. It's not uncommon for folks to plead in that are in their 30s or 40s or maybe 50s, and they've been using since they were 10 or 12 years old. Uh, you wonder how they can function at all. The real uh, credit, though, for the work we do goes to Connie Martin and the staff that she has. Uh, I just simply show up on Tuesday night at 5 o'clock and preside. Day in and day out, Ms. Martin and her staff answer the call. They go to on bed checks. They, they call for um, folks to come in unannounced for jug screens on, on Saturday mornings and Sunday afternoons. They really work hard to make the recovery court a success. Thank you all for recognizing the need for the 21st Recovery Court in this county, and I would invite all of you to come and join us at the juvenile courtroom on Tuesday night at 5 o'clock. Thank you very much.
Thank you, Mayor Anderson. Commission. Tonight I'd like to start, if we could, um, you will find in your packet the August budget report. As you can see, again, I mentioned, or Nina actually mentioned um, last month that the percentages seemed a little off on our appropriations based on the year-to-date percentage that is available. Um, please remember those are because the 1st of July we do issue a lot of those large encumbrances so we can move forward for the year. Moving on to education impact fee. For the month of August, our total collections, our net total collections, was $1,594,026.08. This does bring our available total available balance um, for allocation of $55,518,900. This evening later, um, in this evening, you will have two resolutions brought in front of you, resolution 10218 and 10219. Both of these resolutions will actually be asking for an allocation of a total of a little over $19 million of these available funds, which will bring this total allocation, if approved by the commission, to $36,245,000. $487.65. Our privilege tax collections, our monthly total, and that includes adequate facilities, schools, recreation, fire, and highway. For the month of August, is a little over a million dollars. It is exactly $1,126,323.45. This is pretty well on target for uh, the same collections that we had um, in previous year of August. Collections compared to last year, August 21 or 2020 was actually only a difference of $89,000. So you can see we are, we are staying pretty on target, pretty consistent with our collections of privilege tax. At this evening, that's all we have right now to report. Is there any questions? Any questions? I see none, thank you, Phoebe. Next on the re list of reports, Williams County Schools Director of Schools, Jason Golden. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Commission. I uh, did want to let you know that uh, per the agenda and the committee meetings that you all have been having, we do have two budget items on for your review. And, uh, and certainly be willing to answer any questions related to those. I did want to also let you know that, uh, that we um, have, uh, have had an increase of 49 students since last month when we told you that our end of first month increase was 1,869 over the previous uh, year, uh, in the first month of 2020. So we continue to grow. As part of that, uh, our construction continues. That is one of the items that's before you for a projected opening of another school in 2024. Yeah. Did want to also let you know that we do have uh, three board members here uh, in the audience um, tonight, and certainly appreciate them coming. Uh, um, Nancy Garrett, Sheila Cleveland, and Jake Albreth are here. So I'm certainly open to any questions you all may have related to the schools. Questions for our director of school. Commissioner Tuntercliffe. 
Jason, I don't know if that's working or not. The other night when we had our meeting, we talked about the number of them, the increase of students for last year to this year and the year prior to yes, this sir. year. Can you give those numbers again? Sure. So currently we have uh, 42,081 students. Uh, we had actually projected uh, 1,016 total growth this year um, from last year. Again, apples to apples into first month. Uh, we had actually had a reduction uh, in 2020. Um, pretty much an across the board public school reduction largely as a result of COVID. We had projected really in essence a flat uh, return uh, from, from, from uh, last year where we lost somewhere around 1,000 students. But instead we have increased over two years ago and completely recovered th those numbers from two years ago plus a little over 500 students. Other questions? Commissioner. Can you hear me? Thanks. Hey, Jason, I just was going to mention, um, so excited to hear, and please confirm this. It was over a year ago, I think, that Commissioner Lawrence, who's not here this evening, he kind of pointed out the need to connect Trinity School to Cecil Lewis Park so that school can there's some wonderful connectivity through field days, through evacuations and so forth. And even though we went for a transportation <coughs> alternatives program grant and didn't get it, you know, you, you know, the Williams County Schools and Parks and Rec got together. I understand that you all are creating that connection there in District 4. Can you give us an update? That is correct. Uh, a combination of, of uh, county funds and school funds, we bid out that project and it's, uh, it's a joint effort of County Parks and Rec and Williamson County Schools. The design is for there to be a walking path north from Trinity Elementary School to connect Cecil Lewis Park. It will allow students to walk through the park. Another portion of that um, will actually benefit Parks and Rec. There's actually going to be a, uh, a drive over uh, kind of a wet weather conveyance. Um, um, it's more than a ditch, less than a creek maybe. Uh, in, in that area so, uh, so that there will be some overflow parking available to county, um, county parks and rec. Right. Another advantage to that is, to your point, it will allow for a pedestrian evacuation in the event there's a need at Trinity Elementary School. You all know, uh, if, you've, if you're familiar with Trinity, there's a single drive entrance uh, to Trinity Elementary onto Highway 96. This will allow for um, emergency vehicles mm -hmm. um, also to get a lot closer to the building on the backside. Thank you so much. And if I may, Madam Commissioner, uh, um, there's a, also a, 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 some uh, walk to, walk, walking paths grant applications that are being submitted related to Grassland uh, Elementary mm -hmm. Middle School, and I want to thank you for your work related to that. Thank you. Other questions? <clears throat> Commissioner Story? Yeah, I, the, the last point you'd made, I uh, wanted to clarify that because it was a very important distinction and give uh, Commissioner Lawrence um, <coughs> and um, I, I think your staff who had worked for the last couple of years to put that together. So uh, a lot of coordination and um, we're excited for that to finally kick off. That is correct, Commissioner. Commissioner Lawrence actually first brought that to our attention, brought the possibility and a number of entities worked together on that. Other questions? See none. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Mayor. Hospital report, Phil Mazuka.
Thank you, Mayor and Commissioners, for allowing us to present this evening. First, as usual, I'm going to present uh, a report on our COVID numbers. As of today, over the entire period of the pandemic, Williamson County has treated 4,137 COVID positive patients. We admitted 1,527 patients during that time. We performed over 28,000 COVID laboratory tests. As I previously reported during this most recent wave, our daily high for COVID-19 inpatients, our census was 58 that day on September 10th. And today we're currently at 19. So we have six in the ICU and only two patients on vent. So that's positive news. During the months of August and early to mid-September, our region's rapid increase in COVID inpatient volumes necessitated hospitals in the area to restrict some elective surgical cases and procedures due to capacity constraints. With COVID inpatient volumes in the region declining to levels below our peak a month ago, we've been able to start to work in those delayed elective cases and procedures. We really appreciate our community's understanding and patience as our region's hospitals get back to a more normal operating environment. On another note, we've begun to offer employees uh, voluntarily the supplemental vaccination for those employees that had had the Pfizer vaccine and are at least six months post being fully vaccinated. Currently, Pfizer is the only approved vaccine among uh, offering supplemental vaccination. Okay. Please and continue. We held two clinics last week and provided mm -hmm. vaccinations to over 400 employees. Again, it's voluntary. I'll now ask Mike Genesee, our CFO, to provide a brief overview of our August financial report and answer any questions that commissioners may have related to the financial report. Once Michael has completed his report, I'll end my report with some closing comments. Thank you, Phil. And thank you all for allowing me the opportunity to present our results for the month of August. As you can see from the uh, report that we submitted, August showed really strong growth for us in all metrics except for uh, inpatient surgeries and Phil just mentioned uh, the, the decrease in our elective inpatient surgeries and that was due of course to the rapid rise we saw in uh, the COVID-19 um, patients as well as our admissions. So that did force us to limit some of the things that we normally would have done. Uh, when you look at our income statement for the month, net revenue is down 1% from budget while operating expenses were almost 5% above budget. And the August expenses uh, were, again, it was unusual for us. Uh, those, those COVID patients had longer length of stays, required additional salaries, additional supplies, additional contract labor. Um, this, uh, they also placed uh, significant pressure on our critical care beds and our need for uh, our uh, mechanical uh, respiratory support. Uh, we don't have the September numbers finalized yet and we'll report those next month but uh, we've seen some really good uh, preliminary reports. And uh, I can tell you that they will show that we will uh, exceed our budget for the first quarter. That's uh, July, August, and September. Um, and we will uh, well be on our way uh, to doing what we said we were going to do. Uh, from a cash standpoint, our cash position proved by almost $500,000. And that's even after we've paid back some, some money from our Medicare Advantage or advanced payments. Um, and our day's cash on hand was almost 124. And uh, the debt coverage ratio came out at 2.2 versus uh, 2.15 last month. So even with the challenge with COVID, we are improving our, our financial position. So I'll be glad to answer any questions that you guys might have. 
Are there, <clears throat> are there questions about the financial information that's been presented to us tonight from the hospital? Phil? Commissioners, we have a very important resolution coming before the commission uh, this evening. It'll come up later for a vote. I've met with most of you over the last few weeks in informational sessions describing our project and the importance to this community. Our board was unanimous in approving our project and our medical staff and employees are excited about our future and our vision. I recently made formal presentations to the property committee and budget committee and I'm asking for your support of the resolution for bond funding to support this transformational project for our hospital and our community. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mazuka. <clears throat> Any other county offices wishing to report at this time? I see now I'm going to page two, Roman numeral eight, elections and appointment. First one we have is the Public Building Authority unexpired term expiring in 7 2022 mr carbine nomination is matthew mcqueen entertain a motion oh i'm sorry up on the board thank you motion by commissioner smith second by commissioner dwight jones Ready to vote? If you're in favor, push your S button. <clears throat> if you're not, push the no button. Those wishing to change your vote, please do so at this time. Jeff? 21 yes, zero no. Technology's changed since you last sat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Been a long time. The uh, nomination of Mr. McQueen is confirmed 21 to 0. Water and Wastewater Authority, <clears throat> unexpired term, expiring in July of 2024. Mr. Rick Berger, nomination is Jim Peterson. We have a motion by Mr. Hudson and County Commission mm -hmm. no. Dwight Jones. Motion by Dwight Jones and Tom Tunnelquist the second. Questions? Ready to vote? All in favor, push your yes button. Those opposed, press the no button. Jeff, record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Nomination of Mr. Peterson is accepted under Ethics Committee, unexpired term, expiring 922. Mr. Rick Berger, nomination Jim Peterson. Motion has been made by Dana Osbrook, seconded by Judy Herbert. Questions? Ready to vote? All in favor of the vote? Please push your yes button. Those opposed, the no button. Anyone wishing to change your vote, please do so at this time. Jeff? 21 yes, zero no. Thank you, Mr. Peterson. Is confirmed. Before we go to the County Commission School Board meeting, I have asked Council, Mr. Jeff Mosley, to do some research under what Tennessee Code Annotate says in regard to the law. Mr. Mosley? Okay. Um, 
as requested, we looked at the law as to the vacancies and the filling of vacancies. Um, the vacancy on the school board pursuant to TCA 49-2201A1 uh, shall be filled by the local legislative body, the county commission, obviously. 51104B1 of TCA states that vacancies in county offices required by the Constitution of Tennessee or any statutory provision be filled by the people, uh, that is filled by the people, shall be filled by the county legislative body and any person so appointed shall serve until a successor is elected at the next general election. As you have heard in the comments, the general rule as to the filling of vacancies under uh, Title V of TCA is 120 days on a county vacancy. That does not take into effect your rules. Rule 7.1E1 of the County Commission rules provides that the vacancy at, on the Board of Education must be filled at the next regular scheduled meeting or a special meeting of the county legislative body. Um, and that is because the Private Acts of 1972, Chapter 323, uh, which created the districts for Williamson County, provides that in an event, a board member shall cease to be a bona fide resident of the school district from which he is elected or any member resigns or otherwise vacates the office, then the county court, now the county commission, at its next regular meeting following creation of said vacancy shall appoint a bona fide resident of said district in which the vacancy is created. The shall is mandatory language. Um, we do not have the authority to deviate. And so while uh, the comments as to how quickly it occurred may be relevant or not, um, that is driven largely by when the vacancy is created and you have to fill it at the next regularly scheduled meeting of the County Commission according to the private acts of the state of Tennessee. That being said, we'll move on with the school board representative fourth div unexpired term. It's expiring in August of 2022. Commissioner Sturgeon. Yeah, I'd just like to ask a clarifying question, Jeff. Um, mm -hmm. If I were to make a motion to delay uh, and we were all able to vote on this, would that alter that? Would that you, override that? No, the private act was generated by the state of legislature after request of the county commission you approve that private act by t this body not you personally approved that by two-thirds vote in 1972 that is the law you would be violating the private act if you did not fill the seat tonight follow-up commissioner sturgeon Moving on, under the school board representative, the open unexpired term in the fourth district, which will expire in August 22, the resignation was Mr. Brad Fiscus, and nominations are the following. Well, you gotta get, you have to get a nomination yeah. from a county commissioner. Uh, I, I, um, I appoint uh, district four board representative uh, Josh Brown for uh, that position. Proper motion and seconded by Commissioner Jones. Are there other individuals to be put into for nominations tonight? Commissioner Sturgeon. Thank you. Yeah, um, I would like to ask someone to second my um, motion to nominate Bridget Parks 
for, for this position. We um, have a nomination for Bridget Parks. Yeah. Do I have a second? You don't need a second. Don't need one. No. I also have a letter from her that I'd like to hold read on, if I on. can. Yeah, just a second. Yeah. Do we have any other nominations? Commissioner? Commissioner Seth Hughes, fine, thank you. Commissioner Story, do you have a follow-up? Okay. Commissioner Jones, you've got the button on. Okay. All right. Are there any other nominations? Commissioner Mason, just Commissioner Mason. Yes, sir. <laughs> Is it going to be that kind of night? Oh, I thought he said. I heard the Mister at the I haven't fixed my hair. I don't have a, a nominee. I do have a question, though. Before we get into the voting process, is it possible I would like to give Commissioner Story a chance to talk about his process and how he got there? Because there has been a lot of um, questions about the process, and I'd like to hear the process that you and Commissioner Lawrence went through in making your nominee. That would be fine. Let me see if there's any other nominations, and then we'll turn it over to Commissioner Story. Any other nominations? I don't see any on the machine. I don't see any hands up. Commissioner Story? Um, thank you, Mayor. So, <coughs> I, I had a prepared explanation, so hopefully this will cover your points. But this process actually started about two months ago with the news that our District 4 school board representative may be leaving the position. Immediately, individuals began to reach out to the commission seeking, seeking interest in potentially serving their community. Through the next month, a few months, we had over a dozen individuals express interest to the potential school board seat. Over these months, we spent hours reviewing and interviewing individuals and building relationships with each candidate. As a parent of children who attend Williamson County Schools from K through 12, and married to an employee of Williams County Schools that also taught in our schools, my drive has always been to advocate for our families, teachers and staff that makes Williamson County a top performing system state and national wide. But even in success, you're faced with headwinds that are out of your, outside of your control. We are in a school year number three dealing with a difficult challenge that did not give opportunities for clear answers and direction my number one goal was to help identify a candidate who will put increased effort in empowering our parents to empower families with the health, safety, and education decisions of our students and better continue, to, uh, continue the successful system we have today. When we empower our families and support our teachers, these are the ingredients that have built the success we enjoy and enjoy the national-wide recognition we have earned. This roughly two-month process has again brought around 12 interest, interested individuals for consideration for a position that is highly scrutinized and at many times thankless. I do want to thank every one of the candidates for the willingness to brave the process, for putting their name out there and enduring the scrutiny that such an important responsibility brings, especially when dealing with our children. 
But as the, progress, as the process progressed, one candidate constantly showed their understanding of the challenges and the answers to the parents' concerns that aligned with the majority of the parents that I have heard from. Someone who has multi-generational multi ties to Williamson County, which has been active in our community for his entire life, who I feel has the intellect, demeanor, and professional aptitude to best serve the families of this county fairly, even through the tough choices that, that this position demands, and do so in a constructive manner, even in the face of wide range of emotions that, that, uh, that this position often navigates. This is why the decision to appoint Josh Brown as District 4 School Board was made and those who know Josh understand his calm, collective, and constructive personality coupled with his lifelong examples of leadership and the love for this community will be an asset to our families of Williamson County and to the school board he has been so moved to serve. This is why I ask for your support for Josh Brown. No. Commissioner. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we <clears throat> want to get some other comments put in here. Commissioner uh, Sturgeon, you had a letter you wanted to read? Thank you. So I've spoken with Bridget, and I was very impressed with her. Um, I think she's apolitical and a strong candidate, and she has my support. Um, and she wanted me to read this letter tonight. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Um, as we discussed, I am a mom of a second grader in Williamson County Schools with another one that will be starting kindergarten in the fall. I understand the importance of the school board appointment and the impact it has not only on our children in Williamson County, but also the entire community. I, I along with all the other candidates, spoke many times and at great length over the past couple of months with both Chad Story and Greg Lawrence regarding this position. Based on the vetting I know they did from my own experience, I trust their decision. However, I also understand that there are people in Williamson County with concerns about the choice. Therefore, if it is in the best interest of the community, I agree to be nominated. Thank you, Bridget Parks. Thank you. <clears throat> Up on the board next is Commissioner Bethard. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, question for council. Uh, whoever is selected tonight, uh, they would hold this seat, I understand, until the next election for that district. Uh, when would that be? When would the filing be and when would that election be held? The next general election is August of 2022. So the filing would fall in with that, which petitions can be picked up in December, filing deadlines and is February of 17th for primaries, but I'm not sure about the general because this is a nonpartisan election by state law, so we'd have to back up from there. I, I'm not sure of that date off the top of my head. Okay. I believe that it may be May for the general, but be that as it may. Um, that would be true. The primary is the February date I referenced. Right. And this wouldn't have a primary. Correct. So, uh, so whoever we select, they will be um, uh, up for election, so they choose to to put their name out there, along with any other candidate, so that the 4th District, uh, before a year is up, will have a chance to vote for the candidate uh, that they choose represents them uh, most accurately. Correct. All right. Thank you for that clarification. I appreciate that. Commissioner Lawthers. <clears throat> Thank you, Mr. Chairman and Mr. Mayor. Um, I just wanted to say that I am making this recommendation 
um, to not in any way show disrespect to, to Josh, Josh Brown and also my colleagues. And I don't know if many of you ever felt like you're in the middle, but I'm in a season of life where I feel like I'm in the middle. I'm not that young. Well, I'm not too old. I'm a little over 50. I'm not too new to Tennessee. I've been here 30 years, been serving a good part of that. I'm not multi-generational. But I have learned from my prior public service seasons that sometimes it doesn't matter what the truth is, but what people perceive the truth to be. And sometimes for this short period of time, it's not about a person, but it's about a process, and it's about trying to bring people together in a community. And this is no disbearing to any of these candidates. They are brave souls to put their name in in such a challenging time. Thank you to all of you. We don't have a body of work to look at. Most of us have not had the privilege as our trusted colleagues have to be with them face to face. But when I was looking at all of the information of these esteemed applicants, something really struck me. What do we not know now that we don't know. And you know what? There's one of the candidates who represents uh, neutrality to me. Uh, this is a nonpartisan position. It's only a few months. Everybody can run. What if on the school board, you know, Mr. Yu could bring a perspective that we just haven't been receiving before? What if, you know, with our, we have an increase in Asian American population in our schools. This is just why I bring them forward. It is in no way to discount my colleagues or any of the other applicants. But I'm putting it out there. If you don't know him, that's not a bad thing. If you look at his resume, it's a good thing. They're all good resumes. But I really hope that everybody will run when they have their opportunity to do so. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner <clears throat> Commissioner Sturge, Commissioner Sturgeon. I this is a question for Jeff. Jeff, um, I understand that the law that you quoted actually says at the next quarterly meeting, which would be 120 days. So I'm just asking for you to review that a little bit and let me know because if that's true, I'm thinking maybe at the at the time the quarterly meetings were held of the county court, the private act. Right, so that would mean we have 120 days, correct? No, because you have monthly meetings now. But the law says quarterly meetings. <coughs> you don't hold quarterly meetings, Commissioner. That's right. So how would a quarterly... Okay, so you're saying a quarterly meeting transfers into a monthly meeting automatically? Yes. Your regular meetings, your regular meetings are set by this county commission. Ladies and, and gentlemen, please, we're trying to conduct business Councilor, answer a question. Yeah. When, you, when this county commission converted to 10 <coughs> monthly meetings with two months off, April and December, I guess three months off, you run nine of them now, that's your next regular meeting, which would meet the definition of the old private act definition. Just as you're no longer a county court, you are a county commission because that has evolved over the last 50 years. Okay. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. Follow up. 
Okay. Any other questions? I'm going to have the counselor explain the way the voting will go. We have three. Mr. Williams, did you have a comment? Yeah, since, uh, since Mr. Brown's here, I, I didn't know if it was appropriate to have him come up and read a statement. Be fine. Mr. Brown. me okay well uh, thank you for um, the opportunity uh, first of all thank you to Chad Story and and Greg Lawrence for the nomination uh, thanks thanks to my family who were on the second row here taking up most of it um, my wife my brother his wife my mom my three kids my dad my nephew um, and thank you to everyone who's written in uh, with letters of support I uh, really, really, really appreciate that. It's an honor to uh, to be nominated. I've got three kids in the public school system. I myself am a product of the Williamson County school system. Uh, graduated from Page High School in 1991. Um, been here all my life. Contributed, I think, um, quite a bit to the community. Uh, not as some, not as much as some, but um, feel like I'm invested in the community. Care deeply about what happens to our to our school system. Um, this is an opportunity that presented itself. I don't think anyone necessarily expected this two months ago, but here we are. And I saw an opportunity to serve and to make a contribution, and so that's what I'm doing. Um, it's really um, unfortunate, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but there is quite a bit of misinformation, um, misleading statements that you all have been receiving in your email inboxes and on social media. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Um, if even a fraction of it were factual, then you might have an argument for listening to what some of these folks are saying. But almost none of it is factual. And if people would take the time to actually ask me, which some of them have, some of, some of them have done, some of them have done, and some of them have not. The ones who have asked me have gotten an honest, straight answer. Um, I have stated in my public statement that on any issues related to my employer, I'm going to recuse myself if there's a conflict of interest. Um, I stand by that. But I'm not going to apologize for who I work for. I'm not going to apologize for living here all my life and knowing some of you people on the commission. Um, if, that's the, if that's the criticism, I guess I can't do much about that. But I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited about serving and making a contribution, and I appreciate your support. Thank you, Mr. Brown. <clears throat> Counselor, would you please explain the format in which we will go in since we'll be voting on since we have three individuals? Pursuant to the County Commission rules, uh, <coughs> Rule 7.2, there'll be a roll call vote for all three candidates. If a majority is received on the first ballot, that will be the end of it, and that will be the appointed individual to succeed um, the board member Fiscus um, the if there are is not a majority you will have a second vote by roll call if there is still no majority after two votes the lowest vote total is dropped and you will continue with a third vote of in this case the two highest vote getters until you receive a majority vote if even on that you do not receive a majority vote you will continue to vote until one is received are there questions? Commissioner. 
Majority vote, do you mean the majority of those present here tonight because there's 21 of us or the majority of the 24 of us? Your county commission rules define a majority as 13. Thank you. Other questions? Commissioner Morton. Uh, if I may, um, understanding that uh, Mr. Brown is here, um, Ms. Yu is, or Mr. Yu is not, Ms. Parks is not, I believe as I read the rules that all nominees are to be present at the meeting and if not, then a signed statement is to be submitted that they are willing to accept the position. The tail end of rule 7.1. Right. In, in F, that is correct. So if you raise an objection to a candidate that did not submit a written statement, that would be a valid point. Follow up. I think, I think Ms. Park's written letter that Mr. Uh, Commissioner Sturgeon has read would qualify for that. I do not know if Mr. Yu has presented anything in writing to that effect other than the bio statement that he filled out and did submit to uh, the county commission. And I think the commission could consider that as a, a, an indication of the uh, willingness to serve if elected. Uh, but I would, that would be a ruling I would leave in the commission's discretion. Commissioner Alders. Yes, I had that, that question. It's, I was wondering if all of the nominees knew about that rule to be present. I wondered if they had submitted their information believing that that was showing that their willingness to serve. But I will respect whatever the will of the body is. It just I'm not sure that there was always that understanding for all the different potential nominees. Thank you. Other questions? Commissioner Sturgeon. Yeah, I just wanted to point out that um, Bridget Park said she would have been here, but as it is fall break, she wasn't able to be here. Other questions? <clears throat> Any other questions before we begin the voting processes? So tonight we have had three names submitted. <clears throat> we'll ask the clerk to <clears throat> call you your name off alphabetically. We're voting for Brown, Parks, or you? Brown, Parks, or you? Clerk, Mr. Clerk. All right. Commissioner Aiello. Brown. Commissioner Allsbrooks. Commissioner Bethard. Brown. Commissioner Chalfont. Brown. Commissioner Guffey. Commissioner Herbert. Commissioner Hester. Commissioner Hudson. Commissioner Dwight Jones. Commissioner Ricky Jones. Commissioner Landrum. Commissioner Lothers. Commissioner Mason. Commissioner Morton. 
Commissioner Rainey. Brown. Commissioner Smith. Commissioner Story. Brown. Commissioner Sturgeon. Parks. Commissioner Tunnicliffe. Brown. Commissioner Webb. Brown. Commissioner Williams. Brown. Okay, so we have 16 for Josh Brown, one for Bridget Parks, three for Seth Yu, and one abstention. By our own rules, <clears throat> Josh Brown is new to the school board representative for District 4. I want to take a um, five minute break, if you'd like, and then we're gonna swear in Josh Brown Five-minute break. Please have a seat. We're going to swear in the candidate. We'll ask Josh Brown and his wife and family to come up, please. Yeah. Whatever, wherever Diane says for y'all to line up, if you'll line up, we've got lots of press here that want This is one time the press can come into the whale. We normally don't allow that. That's why the press is all getting the shots to the backside, Josh. Hi, right, ladies and gentlemen, everyone's had a chance. I'm going to read the Williamson County School Board oath of office to Josh Brown with him. You want to repeat after me, if you will, raise your right hand. I, Josh Brown. I, Josh Brown. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. That I will perform. That I will perform. With fidelity. With fidelity. The, duty, <clears throat> the duties of the office. The duties of the office. To which I have been elected. To which I have been elected. And which I'm about to assume. And which I'm about to assume. I do solemnly swear. I do solemnly swear. To support. To support. The constitutions. Constitutions of Tennessee and the United States of Tennessee and the United States and to faithfully perform and to faithfully perform the duties of the office the duties of the office of a member of the Board of Education of a member of the Board of Education representing the fourth educational district representing the fourth educational district of Williamson County Tennessee of Williamson County Tennessee Josh is about to sign this is the 11th day of October congratulations thank you sir
Ladies and gentlemen, we're moving on with the agenda tonight. The next item on the agenda is the 2021-22 committee recommendations received from the steering committee. We'll, I'll read these committees by name. We'll need a motion and a second on each of the committees. The first one that you're looking at, I hope, is the investment committee. This was with me serving as the chair and the mayor, Karen Paris, trustee. Jennifer Mason, Barb Sturgeon, Paul Webb. Entertain a motion. Commissioner Smith, seconded by Commissioner Jones. Any questions? All in favor, if you're ready to, all in favor, push the yes button. Those the no button. Anyone wishing to change your vote, please do so at this time. Jeff, record the vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Thank you. The next one is the audit committee. When is needed, <clears throat> Brian Bethard, Judy Herbert, Chad Story. Motion made by Commissioner Smith, a second by Commissioner Jones. Questions? Ready to vote? All in favor, push your yes button. Those opposed, the no button. Anyone wishing to change their vote, please do. So now, <clears throat> Jeff. 21 yes, zero no. Thank you. The standing committees, law enforcement, public safety committee, they will meet the third Wednesday at 5.30. Jennifer Mason, Dana Osbrooks, Betsy Hester, David Landrum, Charles, <coughs> Chaz Morton, Aaron Nations, Barb Sturgeon. Commissioner Smith, second by Paul Webb. <laughs> Hmm? Oh, reverse order. Paul Webb made the motion. Well, this screen is cut off over here. Any corrections? Ready to vote? Anyone wishing to change your vote, please do so. It's like riding a bike. It's like riding a bike, yeah. 
Jeff. Not quite. <laughs> this is a Tesla up here. <laughs> Thank you. Property committee meeting the fourth Wednesday at 530. Jerry Rainey, Dana Osbrooks, Brian Bethard, Judy Herbert, Greg Lawrence, Paul Webb, Matt Williams. Motion's been made by Dwight Jones, seconded by Barb Sturgeon. Questions? Ready to vote? Please push your yes button if you're in favor of it. No button if you're not. Jeff? 21 yes, zero no. Thank you. Education Committee meets the fourth Monday, 5.30. Brian Bethard, Judy Herbert, Ricky Jones, Chaz Morton, and Jerry Rainey. Motion has been made by Dwight Jones, seconded by Tom Tunnicliffe. You're in any questions? If you're in favor, push, please push the yes button, those the no button. Jeff, record the vote. 21 yes, zero no. Thank you. Tax committee, committee tax study committee, third Tuesday at 5.30, Megan Guffey, Betsy Hester, Keith Hudson, Chad Story, Matt Williams. Motion's been made by Barb Sturgeon, seconded by Dana Osbrooks. Questions? Ready to vote? Please push your yes button. Those opposed, the no button. Two folks waiting. Here's not working, Brian. What's your vote, Brian? All in favor, Jeff? There he goes. You scare him, he'll push that button. Jeff, give us a vote. 21 yes, zero no. Thank you. Yes, sir. Public Health Committee, first Thursday at 530. Bert Chalfont, David Landrum, Beth Lothers, Chad Story, Paul Webb. Motion made by Dana Osbrook, second by Judy Herbert. Questions? Ready to vote? Those yes votes, no votes. Waiting on, uh, there we go. Jeff, would you record the vote, please? 21 yes, zero no. Thank you. Committees are set for this next year. Yeah. Next item, Roman numeral nine, is a consent agenda. You have that before you. Anyone wishing to pull that off? If not, I'll entertain a motion. We've got a motion by Commissioner Smith, seconded by Dwight Jones. Questions? Ready to vote on the consent agenda. All those in favor, please push your yes button. Those opposed, the no button. Jeff? 21 yes, zero no. Thank you. Agenda passes. We have no unfinished business on the agenda tonight. We have no zoning under the new business. We're into Roman numeral 11-2. Please remember uh, by your chairman, Mr. Little, that uh, need the motion by the person who signed the resolution. The first resolution we have tonight is 10-21-1 resolution to transfer funds from the general purpose school funds to the federal projects. Commissioner Tunnicliffe. Or Dwight. 
Proper motion and seconded by Dwight Jones. Committee committee reports uh, school board was 12 to 0 education committee was 4 to 0 budget committee was 5 to 0 commissioner explanation please I apologize sir I cannot find the resolution in my packet mm. thank you that's why Barb is here to help me look good good luck um, <laughs> I've been looking for it I promise apologize these are funds that are just being redirected before, um, I'm gonna mess this up, Jason, before the time is needed, we have to have funds in the account to be able to spend them. These funds will be reimbursed back after receiving federal funds. I see okay. nods of yeses from the, from yes. the director of schools. Questions? Set 90, the next one. I see no questions. You're ready to vote on 10, 21-1. If you're in favor, push the yes button. If you're not, push the no button. Jeff, record the vote. 21 yes, zero no. Thank you. Resolution passes. Resolution 10-21-2 from the Board of Ed. Resolution of the Williamson County Board of County Commissioners approval and intent to fund $2,100,000 for the building of a middle school on Split Log Road. Commissioner Tunnicliffe, seconded by Dwight Jones. Committee reports, school board 12 to zero, education four to zero, budget committee five to zero. Commissioner Tunnicliffe, explanation please. Yeah, this is the, the start the funding of, uh, start the construction of a new middle school on Split Log Road. And uh, it's already been priced and ready to go. A little pre-COVID cost included there. Thank you, are there questions to the maker or to the school superintendent? We have one from Commissioner Herbert. Uh, Superintendent Golden, could you just give us a little more information about what elementary schools will feed into this and how much over the middle schools are that it's going to feed into this? Thank how much you, Madam. Over capacity? Thank you, Madam Commissioner. Um, so, number one, <laughs> we haven't planned yet exactly how it's going to feed. The scheduled opening date is fall of 2024. So we'll work on zoning, um, you know, maybe about a year out. Uh, so it's the uh, split log property behind Jordan Elementary School. Realistically, Jordan will be one of them. Um, from, a, from a zoning perspective for replacing middle schools, likewise, we haven't set the zone yet. But um, um, both Woodland uh, and Mill Creek Middle Schools are, are at or over capacity right now. Uh, Sunset Middle School is north of this property, so between the three schools, I anticipate realistically there, there there's a potential for a portion of all three of those middle schools to end up being a part of this zone in 2024. Follow-up question? No, that's all. Thank you. Other questions? We're ready to vote, ladies and gentlemen. Voting on 10-21-2. Those in favor, push the yes button. Those opposed, the no button. Jeff, please record the vote. 21 yes, zero no. Thank you. Resolution passes. 
Resolution number 10216, resolution accepting a donation of $10,000 from Dr. Ken and Linda Moore on behalf of the Williamson County Animal Control and appropriating amending the 2021-22 Animal Control Capital Projects budget by $10,000. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Commissioner Smith and seconded by uh, Commissioner Jones, Dwight Jones. Committee reports it only went to the budget committee was five to zero. Commissioner, an explanation, please. Commissioner Smith. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, obviously, this is uh, a donation by Mayor Moore and his wife Linda to the Animal Control Center for capital project expenses. So we thank them for their support. Absolutely. Appreciate the mayor doing that. Are there other questions? Ready to vote? Machines loaded, waiting on your tally? Jeff, would you record the vote, please? 21 yes, zero no. Thank you. The resolution passes. 10-21-7. Resolution appropriating amending the 21-22 Health Department budget by $2,856.28. Revenues to come from the state grant funding and unappropriated county general fund balance. Motion made by Commissioner Smith, seconded by Commissioner <coughs> Bethard. Committee it went to was the budget committee. Mr. Smith, you have the floor. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, this is uh, money from previous year being brought forward from the county general fund to go along with current year state grant funds, and uh, that will combine to provide some uh, funds for the health department. Thank you. Chief of Staff pointed out I didn't get the vote five to zero. Any questions? Ready to vote, the machine is loaded. Jeff, would you record the vote, please? 21 yes, zero no. Thank you, the resolution passes. Resolution 10-21-8, resolution authorizing the issuance, sale, and payment of not to exceed $25,750,000 county district school bonds of Williams County, Tennessee, providing for the levy of taxes for the payment of debt service on the bonds and allocating educational impact fee collection to defray the public improvement expenses. Commissioner Smith, this is a motion. Commissioner Jones, the second. The committee reports. Time out. Budget committee was five to zero. Commissioner Smith. Uh, supporting the issuance of bonds in what we would uh, have called the rural school fund. This is for county K through eight, uh, and it's for uh, those schools for equipping, building, uh, other repairs, and uh, capital projects. So, thank you, Mr. Chairman of the Budget Committee. In your package, you should have also a list of the different projects that this uh, that will be going to add up to that six to that uh, 25 million dollar figure that you're looking at any questions thank you mr chairman i forgot to point that out yeah there's there's a sheet in there that kind of breaks it down for this one and then the next resolution any questions ready to vote it's loaded
Commissioner Guffey. Thank you. Jeff, would you record the vote, please? 21 yes, zero no. Thank you. The resolution passes. Resolution 1021-9, resolution authorizes the issuance, sale, and payment of not to exceed $60,900,000 general obligation public improvement at school bonds of Williams County, Tennessee, providing for the levy of taxes for the payment of debt service on the bonds and allocating <coughs> educational impact fee collection to defray the public improvement expenses. This is uh, Commissioner Smith. Commissioner Sturgeon, can I get you to be the second because I'm going to get, yeah, thank you. Commissioner Smith um, failed to push the button early enough, so he's first <laughs> and Barb Sturgeon second, if that's okay. Commissioners, and the, the vote on the uh, budget committee was unanimous, that's, and it probably went to the school committee. Budget committee five to zero. Commissioner Smith. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. These are general obligation bonds that uh, that may be used for certain school improvements. You'll see in the second, whereas there's a there's a listing of several projects. Uh, in addition to uh, school projects, there are some general government projects that are included in this bond issue, including uh, archives, facilities, parks and rec, public safety, uh, sheriff facilities, uh, those sorts of things. And uh, so, this is this is the the other portion of the bond resolution that you saw broken down in that sheet that uh, talked about the different different amounts. Thank you, Commissioner. Are there questions to the commissioner? I see none. It's loaded on the board. Jeff, would you record the vote, please? 21 yes, zero no. Thank you. Also in attendance tonight, Diane has reminded me, um, Sam Cruz is here with Stevens. Sam, thank you for being here. We may have a, another question or two, but appreciate you being here to address any of those bond questions. Resolution 10, 2110, resolution of the Williamson County Board of County Commission, approval of intent to fund $150 million for the expansion, the renovation, the upgrade of Williamson Medical Center and the associated costs. Commissioner Smith, these are the ones that have signed it. Commissioner Smith, Chalfont, Webb, Story, Hester, Williams, and Osbrooks. This is, went to the Budget co property committee was five to zero. Budget committee was five to zero. Commissioner Smith, you have the floor. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This resolution and the one that follows uh, have to do with the uh, expansion and upgrade at Williamson Medical Center, which many of you have seen a, a fairly extensive presentation on. Uh, the budget committee saw actual uh, pro forma numbers on the on the project uh, involving the hospital's ability to pay back those bonds over uh, over uh, the the period that they're outstanding um, there will be a um, interlocal agreement between Williamson County and Williamson Medical Center that uh, that requires the hospital to pay the bonds back so that will be uh, a part of that. 
This, uh, this intent to fund for $150 million uh, is, is a, a large portion of the cost of the project. That does not mean that, the, that all of the $150 million will be issued as bonds at one time. That will be up to the county and the hospital to determine the best method for funding and the best time frame for funding over the next several years. So this is the intent to fund, uh, and then the following resolution will be the initial resolution for the actual bond issue that allows us to publish 20 days prior to the next meeting, where we will have the final resolution. Thank you, Commissioner. I failed to note that Commissioner Osbrooks was a second on that. Are there questions to the Commissioner? Any questions? Or we can have Phil Mazuka come up. Phil is here. If there are any specific questions about the project that anybody wants to ask. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't see any. Put it up on the board, Jeff. Record the vote, please. 20 yes, 1 no. Resolution passes 20 to 1. Phil, would you like to come up and identify some of your staff members that have sat through this evening? Uh, I know some of them have worked since probably 6 o'clock this morning. And any remarks you would like to make? Thank you, Commissioners. Uh, before I introduce those that are with us, I want you to know uh, how important I really truly believe this project is to this community. Uh, this is something near and dear to my heart. This is a place I'm going to live for the rest of my life, and I want to make sure that we're proud of health care in this community, and our kids are, and our grandkids are. With me today, I have Bo Butler, who is the chairman of our board. You want to raise your hand? I have uh, Dr. Sam Bastian, who's our chief of staff. You've met Mike Genesee, our CFO, Michelle Simpson, our director of communications and marketing, uh, Julie Miller, our COO, Lori Orm, our CNO, and Dr. Jay Cooper, our medical director of our emergency department. Thank you. Thank you. Re resolution 10, 11 this is the one Steve was talking about, initial resolution, a resolution authorizing the issuance of not to exceed $150 million general obligation bonds of Williams County, Tennessee, Commissioner Smith, it was the motion. Second, it was Commissioner Osbrooks. The vote. Budget committee was five to zero. It's on the committee it went to. Commissioner Smith, any additional comments? No, sir. Thank you. Any questions? <clears throat> Commissioner Story. Yeah, real quick. Um, one of the things that, I mean, I fully support the vision of, of what we what you have going on, but one of the things that struck me was I guess just how little time we had from the moment the uh, request came in from the days prior to a property meeting a pretty property meeting uh, uh, ensued so what I would ask the leadership of the hospital in the, in the future is even though you've got things that you're working really fast on I would really I would really like to to know more of what's going to happen well prior to, to these meetings because again we had quite frankly 
a week prior to this, uh, before this came to the property committee meeting, and um, it would just be appreciated if if we have a little more heads up. Um, so I, that's that's my 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 biggest request at this point. Other comments? You're ready to vote. It's on the board. Court to vote. 21 yes, zero no. Thank you. Resolution passes 21 to zero. Late file resolution 10-21-15, resolution appropriating amending the 21-22 solid waste budget by $38,340 revenue to come from the unappropriated solid waste sanitation fund balance. Commissioner Smith was the motion. Commissioner Tunnicliffe was second, went to the H our committee was approved four to zero in the budget committee five to zero commissioner smith thank you mr chairman uh we have two uh members of our staff at the uh landfill uh the solid waste uh department the director and operations manager are leaving we just need to move some money to have it in the right spot to be able to pay their final uh benefits to them and uh that's that's all this is are there questions to commissioner smith ready to vote put it on the board there jeff court to vote please 21 yes zero no thank you the resolution passes three more to go 10 21 12 resolution amending the debt management policy of williamson county tennessee commissioner smith Seconded by Commissioner Jones. Budget committee was five to zero. Commissioner Smith, an explanation, please. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, this is amending our debt management policy to take into account accounting changes that are being recommended. Um, and the primary change to the debt management policy is that we will be required going forward to record cap long-term capital leases as debt on our financial statements. Great explanation. Questions? Put it on the board, please. We're ready to vote. <laughs> Court to vote, please. 21 yes, zero no. Resolution passes. Resolution 10-21-13, resolution authorizing the Williamson County Mayor to execute an agreement with Snyder Electric for investment grade audit. Commissioner Story it was a motion and second was Commissioner Jones. Went to two committees, property committee was five to zero, budget committee was five to zero. Commissioner Story. Um, so 13. So this is basically a, uh, in, a an agreement that we've done for here and as well as the school to put in energy saving, any uh, uh, energy saving um, practices to save money and the the cost of those of what we in, in put in actually helps pay down what we're we're um, what we would issue as as the payment. So. Uh, just one additional. This will be part of the American Rescue Plan, if you'll let me do that. And there's one caveat in the last sentence. Uh, if we do not use them, we still owe them $146,000. That should not be any problem. We're going through that process 
now as we look and review the different people that have come before us. Other questions? Ready to ready to vote? Jeff, would you put it up on the board, please? Commissioner Hudson. Thank you. Jeff, would you record the vote? 21 yes, zero no. Thank you. Last one, 10-21-14, resolution to overrule the denial of the City of Franklin Planning Department's action regarding the proposed Ag Expo Park sign. Commissioner Story was the second. Commissioner Tunnicliffe, excuse me, Commissioner Story was the motion. Commissioner Tunnicliffe was the second. Uh, he went to the property committee. He had a five to zero vote. Commissioner Story. Yeah, to meet the needs of proper signage for our uh, Ag Center, uh, the City of Franklin kind of had issues with the size and makeup, um, and uh, so this is to go ahead and overrule that so it can serve the purpose that we need it for for our Ag Center. Questions? Got a question, too. Got one from Commissioner Webb. Oh. All right. <laughs> no. Quick on the trigger. Lothers. Commissioner Lothers. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I just had a question how often we um, entertain these type of options. I, I have a kind of a commitment to local design review standards. I've seen the importance of municipalities, and I know that with the Triangle Special Area Plan, they're really desiring standards that we can't do within the county. Is, have we, is this the only way we can get this done? The way we need our sign is there a no middle ground are we exhausted all options let me get uh, our attorney thank you so Mr. much Cook. i'm asking a lot there he's thank the you. one that navigated this for us and we appreciate bobby all the thank time thank you bobby sure commissioner um we have not done this that often i believe this is my third resolution mm. in the 19 years i've done this maybe the fourth so we don't do this often um and they, we both understand that they've got their requirements and they understand that there are gonna be certain requirements we can't meet just for the public benefits and the cost. And so they expect they expect us to, to, when they do something like this and we come back and say, eh, see if we can work something out, we can't, then we go this way. And they understand that and, and they're, they're waiting for this basically. Okay. If I may. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're certainly not pushing it down their throat. We've worked with them. Other questions, ready to vote? On 10 21 14, last resolution. Put it up on the board, Jeff. When you get it all filled, give us a score. 21 yes, zero no. Thank you. Are there other questions tonight? It passed. Any other comments you want to make? Uh, Commissioner Tundercliffe. I just personally would like to say thank you to Chad Story and Commissioner Lawrence for their hard work on this because I know I'm really glad it wasn't me that had to deal with this for the last 60 days. And I know it was hard work and it took some pressure. So I appreciate it. Other comments? Mr. Mayor, can I just announce one thing? Sure. Y'all know we've all approved the Comprehensive Plan 2040, and one of our key themes is um, historic preservation. October 23rd and 24th, there's going to be Experience, Nolensville, Then and Now. You have an opportunity to go through 10 historic homes and churches and on nolensvillehistoricalsociety.org. My last pitch is if you're not currently a member of the Williamson County Heritage Foundation, that's another way that all of us can tune into what's happening with preservation in our county. Thank you.
Commissioner Story. Um, thank you. So, Clovercroft Elementary um, uh, School that I hold near and dear had uh, my kids start the first kindergarten class there, and um, a lot of great things happened. This is their second Blue National Blue Ribbon Award that they've won in the ten years that they've that they've been um, open as a school which is the first time that uh, a elementary school has won that, that distinction in, in, uh, for, in Williamson County uh, for elementary school, and so uh, two times. And so um, very proud, and there's going to be a uh, kind of a celebration of that uh, on October 22nd at 5 o'clock. So those who are in the area and want to celebrate that success and, um, you know, for all the parents and the kids and the teachers that made that happen, um, we appreciate you all um, being a part of that. So, other you. comments from anyone? Motion to adjourn. Already done now. Proper motion. It. Uh, yes, please turn off your monitors. It's the 21st century. Hey, Jason.